Welcome to the Moms of Triathlon podcast. I'm Amy Henderson, pro triathlete and competitive cyclist and mother of two, to Oliver, who's four, and Margo, who's two. And I'm Allie Wilson, former college swimmer turned triathlete and full-time stay-at-home mom to my two-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Beth, and my five-month-old daughter, Hannah. This week, we'll be talking about making mom friends. But first, what's been going on with us? Amy, hello. Hey, Allie. How's it going? Good, good. What's been going on with you this week? Oh, man. Well, I thought I was going to come in here and my update was going to be all about my trip home to Wisconsin. It was me and Margo. My grandma turned 100 years old. We got to see all of my siblings, except for the one who now lives in Portland, who we saw the week before. So, and we, you know, saw both sets of grandparents on my side. Um, Yeah, like just so much family. I mean, I saw family I haven't seen in years. And I thought that was going to be my main topic, but I don't know, like something happened at Ollie's school this week that feels bigger or just like, I don't know. I mean, it's not really news that Margot like does a good job traveling and like meeting people, you know, I was proud (laughs) of her, but (laughs) what's been going on at Ollie's school? So, you know, Monday happened. He had a normal school day. And then Tuesday morning, we were trying to get him ready for school. And he, you know, was sort of saying that he didn't want to go to school that day. And so, you know, sort of trying to get him to get his clothes on and trying to talk to him a little bit. And then he started saying that, like, someone has been mean to him at school or something like that. You know, is this the first you've like the first you've heard about it? Yeah, that was the first thing I'd heard. And I know that the teachers always say, like, oh, if your kids bring anything up and you want to talk to us about it, you know, like, that's all, like, always come to us and we can give you information and, you know, that kind of thing. And and uh, it's really tricky, right? Because, like, you hear that and you're like, how much – I I mean, I do try to default to remind myself, like, always trust your kids. That's yeah. what I try. But, you know, there's that part of like, oh, you don't want to go to school. And so even as I was so I talked to him and, you know, we got confusing information, you know, some (laughs) stories. And he was like, oh, well, he was, you know, sort of being mean to me and this other kid. And I don't know who it was um, or I can't remember his name is what he said. But then he was saying like, oh, but then he also made this. um, He also said that, like, he thought I was a mom But, like, that was funny. So it's, like, there's some confusing, like, okay, so some of the things that the person did didn't feel good. Some of the things, like, were joking and, like, they were okay, you know? And so I'm going through my head, like, who could it be? What have the teacher said? And I'm bringing up names of kids that I'm, like, oh, is it this kid or that kid who I know, like, I'm, like, oh, maybe there's an issue there. And so, you know, and when I brought up to him, like, oh, well, let's talk to your teachers about this, you know, and and like they can help because that's always, you know, what they're always saying is like, it's always an option to get a teacher. I mean, these kids are like four and five. Like, yeah. They need <laughs> a help learning <laughs> how to manage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so and I was happy because he didn't. You know, I guess I was also thinking with an older kid, there's that fear of like, no, don't talk to the teacher or like, you know, but with the four year old, there was none of that. So that was good. So I was like, okay, he's you mean he's, like, don't 
like have the kid not go to the teacher like you, the other kids would make fun of them for going exactly to the teacher? Okay. or like that they would be a embarrassed for their parent to talk to the teacher like they yeah. don't want the teacher to know because then saying. they're telling on them or you know because oh I was gosh. like oh am I gonna make it that he doesn't want to share with me if I'm not a safe space if I go and tell the teacher but I was like I obviously have to talk to the teacher yeah. like this is like has to like I need to check in on this you know but that wasn't an issue yet so that was great so then, you know, we're walking to the school and I'm picturing in my head this conversation with the teacher. And I'm like, even then I felt myself wanting to say, oh, but maybe he just, you know, didn't want to go to school. You know, and I'm like, no, don't invalidate. Don't do that. Like his teachers don't do that. I don't need to do that. Like this is legitimate to bring up. And his teacher, you know, absolutely took it that way. And so um, and even when we first got there to school, he said, the kid I hate is already here. Oh, no. Well, I was just about to yeah. say, like, what you were talking about invalidating. Like, he doesn't seem like he's old enough to make something up to not go right. to school. So, right. like, you know, he's not Yeah, saying- like, maybe being sick because he's seen, oh, if you're sick, then you don't go to school. But, yeah, like, yeah. That, you're right. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And so, like... We talked to the teacher and she was like, let's go and sit on the carpet. So they all like gather outside the classroom before class uh, when during drop off. And so we went into the classroom and we were on the carpet. And of course, kids are coming in and out and like crazy stuff is happening. And she's trying to talk to him and he is giving information. But again, it's coming in these like pieces that are sort of confusing and he doesn't know the person's name, but we get there's like a, a photo chart with everyone's like photo and the name and like we sort of landed on two kids where maybe there were different things and of course the teacher's remembering the day before and she's like oh I know this kid had some big emotions when this thing happened and Mm -hmm. I also saw this kid I know that this kid um, has some difficulty with like physical boundaries because he you know wrestles with his dog at home and we're working on that thing you know and so it's like She can add that context and has a lot more information than I do, of course. Um, And Ollie, like, was trying to talk about it and share. But again, it was sort of a little bit confusing and not totally clear, like, exactly what was happening. But, like, in the end, you know, she was saying, hey, Ollie, like, you and me, we're going to be partners today. Will you be my partner? Can I, I'm going to stick by you and I'm going to, you know, see, um, you know, I'm going to help you when things happen. And, you know, if, of course, if you ever need a teacher and whatever. And so, and she sent a whole like big, long email at the end of the day that was sort of like a report on like, okay, here are some different things that happened. Here are times when, you know, other people like, was this report you know, just to you guys? Or yeah, was, just okay. us. It was just an email. I mean, when I say okay. report, I just say yeah. that because it was, I was detailed. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know if it was like a, like a, know, report, a formal you know report I mean? yeah, being put like, in the system. Yeah, the day, it's on his yeah. permanent record. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, she just sent us an email that was like, here's some things I noticed. You know, I noticed that there were these times when people like different kids were maybe bugging Ollie. And maybe he didn't speak up. And then when I saw it and I asked him, are you okay with that? He was like, no, I'm not. Mm. So maybe he doesn't feel comfortable right now speaking up when he doesn't like something. 
Um, she also, you know, pointed out moments when maybe Ollie like pushed a boundary or like did something that maybe another kid didn't like. And, you know, like, so, so of course, I mean, they're all it's still learning. Yeah. Well, and like what you were just saying about Ollie pushing boundaries, like he could be upset that there's a kid that's reacting or responding to something that he's doing. So like if Ollie does something and another kid responds yeah. to Ollie, Ollie could be like, well, I don't like what that kid said to me, not really realizing that he might have like inadvertently caused that reaction. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, I mean, and one of the things that was sort of related to that is, yeah, he he was playing with a group and um, there was... Um, you know, he was doing something which we totally see at home where he I mean, I saw it like literally today, of course, now I'm super aware of it, but yeah. I see this all the time of he has a very strict idea of what he wants done, um, the way that he wants a game to be played. Right. And then if someone else tries to do something else, like his sister's trying to play in a different way or just trying to play by herself, he's like, no, like you can't do it that way or don't, yeah. you know, so that happened in school, you know. Of course, like, I mean, it's a thing that, yeah, we're working on. It keeps happening. But and so then, you know, some of the other kids weren't happy because he was like limiting, you know, not letting them do something that they wanted with the, you know, group activity. And so, you know, there's stuff like that where it's, yeah, just like, I mean, conflict arises. Right. And Nick had a really helpful thing that I liked, which is like the only way to learn how to deal with conflict is to experience it. Right. And like he's at the very start. Yeah. <laughs> and so, of course, like it's not a surprise. And this, the teachers, like even without this, I mean, this was helpful because they were really paying attention and focused and like looking at stuff and letting us know what was going on. So then we could talk to Ali about the day and have good conversations. Um, but this is pre-K, right? Yeah. I mean, this is good. It's happening every day. There's conflicts like nonstop that the teachers are paying attention to and like intervening on and like his curriculum or whatever. It's very like emotional learning. And like, you know, they talk about how they want to feel in the classroom and how they want to treat each other. Like that's the number one thing that they're learning. <laughs> so, um, but like, I was surprised at how emotional, like, I just felt like really sad. <laughs> I just felt and like I know he's fine so it's not like a feeling of sadness of like you know for him like his safety or anything I think it was sort of taking me back to my childhood I don't know just like you know how sometimes you feel sad when like a teacher or someone like talks to you in a way that's like hey like what's going on you know that type of thing and like that is the thing that makes you sad like in that conversation like I just wanted to cry. When I was walking out of that school, I just wanted to cry. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. No. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, it's so interesting, too. Like, I think your experience will probably be similar to, like, what mine will be is we haven't run into this because our kids haven't been in daycare settings. Like, so, you know, where you were talking about, I don't know, a few months back, but like, dropping Ollie off at the summer program for the first time. Like, that was your first time doing a drop-off where there's a lot of people, Jen, for example, who's been leaving Maddox at daycare for a long time and, like, probably dealing with conflict between other, you know, students or kids or whatever and having to work with that through, like, the teacher or the supervisor. So 
Like, this is brand new for you. I know. And that's, and I think about that so much too of like, you know, there's that, just that question of like, what would be different or where would Ali be if he'd been in daycare? Because I think a big part, like I said, is him not like, you know, speaking up if something's bugging him and how much of that is because he hasn't been in those settings or something. But um, yeah, again, I'm just reminding myself like this is normal and like there's no way that any four-year-old, five-year-old is going to be, you know, six-year-old, seven-year-old, like any of us really. (laughs) Conflict resolution. (laughs) Are pros at this, you know. Um, So, Well, one kind of like side thing I've like heard about conflict and I've seen this in a couple of places and I don't know how much, you know, I don't know how much, (laughs) don't want to get into it like too much, but what I've read about conflict is that it's super healthy for kids to witness parents having conflict and then Mm. also witness parents resolving the conflict Mm -hmm. because if they never see their parents argue ever or have any kind of conflict, then they don't, A, they don't think it's normal or they, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. they don't think that conflict is normal. So if they, you know, later in life are in a relationship with conflict, they're going to be like, well, wait a minute, my parents never had conflict. Mm -hmm. And so on that same kind of token is seeing parents resolve conflict because then kids can watch their parents go through that process of apologizing, taking ownership or whatever. And so Mm -hmm. that's just something I've thought about, like, cause Nick and I have disagreements in front of the kids and you feel really bad, right? Like you don't want to be upset with your partner or vice versa in front of the kids, but then you realize that actually can be sort of a healthy thing Mm -hmm. as long as they see the whole picture, which is that conversation at the end. And so, but obviously even at four, you know, five, six, that's, you're right. They're not going to, it doesn't matter how much they see or don't see, they're not really going to have any concept of it. I'm like laughing because I'm thinking of like the conflict we had tonight was that Beth would not, she was very upset when we didn't let her eat the entire pint of ice cream. Like, (laughs) that's why I'm like laughing, like the conflict in her (laughs) life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But yeah, that's been our week. How's your week been going? Um, it's been a pretty good week. We, um, I was sick the last like a couple times I was on, I think. And I know we talked about this before of like the germs that we've been getting from gymnastics and we're actually all healthy right now. And I'm kind of sad, but we're skipping gymnastics tomorrow just because I like Beth didn't even get sick the last time we went. I'm the one that got sick and I was sick for like almost two weeks. Oh yeah. like, Thankfully, nobody else got it, but I'm like, we need a, our family needs like a mental, physical stop break from the constant run of sicknesses. And I will be the first person to say, I know that, you know, not everybody has the ability to just stop doing the things that's bringing sicknesses home. Obviously, kids in daycare and in school. And I do recognize that, like, we are fortunate that this is just the one program that we're doing. We can just you know, skip for a week to, to kind of get back on track. Um, but the, the biggest issue with our, the sickness is that I've been having a hard time with this Hannah. Like Beth is a bummer. She's got a runny nose. She's tired, whatever me and Nick, like, it's not a big deal, but with Hannah and like the constant runny nose, I mean, it's horrible. And we didn't deal with this with Beth. And so, 
you know, she, Hannah can't breathe when she's all stuffy and, you know, I, I know a lot of parents deal with that. Um, so we're just, we're taking a week off to just yeah. stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Just get a breather. Yeah. So yeah, apart from that though, we have been introducing solid foods to Hannah. Oh my gosh. So it's like, wow. it's exciting. And she's so far like really liked everything we've given her. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So what have you tried so far? We've done oatmeal a couple times. We've been slowly introducing the allergens. We've done peanut and egg. That's been, she's been fine with both of those, at least non-reactive. But like we did sweet potato yesterday and I like mixed it with a little bit of breast milk. But like we give her her little spoons and she's like jamming them in her mouth. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's just like, it feels so different than when we did it with Beth. Interesting. Like Why? I think because like with Beth, we're sitting there like, oh my gosh, she's a young you just like dial in yeah. on it, right? And all that stuff. And with Hannah, I'm like, eh, a baby eating. Like we've been through yeah. this before. And I'm trying to not as a second time parent, like downplay the exciting feeling that you yeah. get, you know, from your kid doing new things. <laughs> yeah. But there's also an element of like, okay, let's start giving Hannah a bunch of different foods so that when we're cooking dinner, we can start being like, she's had these things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you start mixing stuff together. Yeah. So she's had egg, banana, and oatmeal. So I'm like, okay, I can make a pancake out of that for her. Just yeah. like I do for Beth. So like that kind of thing. And I think it's because I was going into it before with Beth. Like so didn't know what to do. Didn't know what food to do. Didn't know how to do it. And this time around, it's a little more like second nature. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, did you? Yeah, totally. You know, when Margo was starting foods? Yeah, I know. It's, it's interesting because it's like, because you don't have the, like the need to be learning about it at the same time and thinking about it so much extra and all that, it feels less like, Oh, well, what does that mean? Does that mean that I'm, am I thinking about it enough? That's how I felt always about my triathlons after having babies, right? Where I was like, (laughs) wait, why am I not thinking about this every day? Why am I not like so worried about this race coming up? And then it's like, well, I just have other stuff going on in my life. Like it doesn't mean anything for the race, you know? So it sort of is like that where it's like, wait, should I be a little more anxious? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> is well, it a safe anxiety? You know, is the anxiety well, helpful? And we've been doing, so like we didn't really do baby led weaning with Beth. And I think you and I have talked about this before, um, where it's kind of like try a little bit, but like not really. And so mm-hmm. um, like today I just handed Hannah a piece of broccoli, you know, it was yeah. like cooked to death. So it was like liquid <laughs> broccoli in, you know, yeah. broccoli form. Um, but she was kind of like, mowing on a little bit. I thought she was eating it. And I was like, wow, she's actually eating this. Then I found it all in her lap after it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, maybe not. Um, but it's been, it's been so much fun to like watch her. Um, she's pretty good at getting her little spoon in her mouth. Yeah. And that's super impressive. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's really cute. She's such a big eater anyways. And so yeah, true. like now having that shift into different foods, um, 
don't know. It's just, it's fun. But, you know, another difference is like Nick was telling me the other day, he's like, I feel like when we were doing foods with Beth, like, you know, kind of we're saying about making a big deal about everything. It was, we made a big deal about what food are we going to give her today? Mm -hmm. And setting it all up and, and preparing it. And now I'm approaching it like, uh, how can I kind of start going through the checklist and just start hammering off new foods? <laughs> yeah. So do you do each food? Sounds like you're, you know, how you are with most things, very intentional about each food and like knowing what she's had and like that kind of thing and yeah. not introducing too much new stuff at once. Our pediatrician said like one new food a day. And I'm especially like with allergens, especially like that's like, you know, introduce egg and then nothing else that day. Um, but yeah, so she had yogurt once. So when I introduced blackberries, I mixed it with yogurt. So probably way mm. less intentional this time around. I think it's because once we sit down to like food, I'm like, oh, what do we have that she can eat or hasn't had yet? So tonight it was I had sweet potato from yesterday and we had broccoli with dinner. So I was like, here, she can, you know, have a little bit of sweet potato and also her broccoli. So, yeah, yeah. Less, so interesting. less planned out for sure. Yeah, my um, sister-in-law, we were, you know, her son is like 10 months old and we were just talking about how feeding has been going for him, how like introducing solid foods and she said that her pediatrician basically said, yeah, just blend up whatever you're eating and give it to him, you know. And then they did that sort of early on with, I don't know if it was a soup or something, maybe with beans and different stuff or whatever. And, like, his stomach was so upset. Oh, and they were no. like, that was terrible. Like, oh. And so then they definitely, like, went back from there. And, you know, so it just sort of was difficult from that. But it is funny to hear, like, the different things that different pediatricians say, you know? So how does Beth feel about this? She is pretty cute because like today, Hannah would drop her spoon. She goes, here you go, Hannah. I got you a spoon oh. for you. <laughs> <laughs> or like Beth would like pick a piece of broccoli. Here you go, Hannah. Here, you can have some broccoli, Hannah. And like, you know, I'm like, you don't put it in her mouth. But like, it's cute because I'll be like, look, there, you're, you got to show Hannah how to eat you know, with her spoon and stuff like that. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah, man. My kids have been like, Ollie's been feeding Margo lately. The other day I was <sighs> making dinner and like cleaning tomatoes and stuff. And he started like feeding her tomatoes at a, like one at a time, you know, and I had to keep telling him, okay, if she's already chewing something, don't put something else in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. And then today he did it again with some like cookie dough. Like, Oh my gosh. Well, it's tough, right? Like, especially kids this age, you have to be like, for, for Beth. Like, yeah, she see, definitely. Like, you know, she can't eat whatever She you can't have. eat what you're eating, well, or just no. anything going in her mouth. Chew toys. Even if that can go in Hannah's mouth, Beth, don't put it in her mouth. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, that's very exciting. Lots yeah. of fun. For our main segment this week, Jen is hopping in so she can join us because we really wanted all three of us here to talk about this topic, making mom friends. And this is definitely something that we've touched on the podcast periodically. It's always on my mind for sure, but we wanted to all come together and sort of share our experiences and talk about this. And 
honestly, like, I hope this is not the end of this conversation because, like I said, this is always on my mind. This seems like a big part of having kids and, you know, being an adult, making friends. It's all different. So, first, getting into it, I mean, Jen, I'm excited to have you here because you have moved around a lot. And you just made a new move. And this is the first move that you've made with a kid already. So totally. How are you thinking about this these days? It is a little bit of uncharted territory for me, for sure, because it's not only is it the first time I'm moving and you throwing a kid into the mix. And so you are thinking more on that topic of like mom friends, but even just making friends in general, and I'm fully remote now, and like right. jobs have been a source of friendships before. Yeah. So it's like another layer thrown into the mix there. Um, so it's definitely like front of mind for me right now, and something I, like you said, am thinking about constantly for sure. Yeah. Do you think, because for me, yeah, jobs are a huge place to make friends and then triathlon stuff and mm-hmm. training. And that was easier without kids, right? And now it's like my training is a lot more solo, a lot less going to a big club or a group. You know, I know you're riding the Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Do people like become friends from riding the Peloton in the same area? I don't I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But like I definitely thought, okay, moving there, like I'll get in with triathlon people too and I joined like Reno area triathletes group on Facebook months before coming Mm -hmm. but then our timing ended up being that like especially now that I'm living in a place with real winters where it's like more of a true off season as far as meetups go right yeah like I'm sure so many people are on their trainers on treadmills all of those things but I had seen so much stuff on that group over the summer before I moved about like track workouts and, you know, who's riding where this weekend. And like, I haven't seen that chatter happening now that we have these temperatures. Yeah. Like not involved enough in the group. Like I know in the past, like we've had groups that are like, let's get our trainers in somebody's garage, but you don't know anyone to like instigate that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like am hopeful to do that as soon as, you know, on the other side of winter, when I see them start meeting up again, and maybe something will happen before then, or maybe I'll meet someone organically. I have posted in there once or twice. So, you know, maybe someone will be like, hey, I'll go swim with you or something. Because (laughs) my last post was like, am I seeing correctly through my Google searches that the only pools are in Northwest Reno? Because I live in way South Reno, and I'm trying to figure out where to swim. And so a bunch of people commented on there. So we'll see, you know? Oh my gosh. Did did they, is there a pool closer by? Uh, there's like a couple, maybe a little bit closer, but the problem is, um, and someone did give me one phone number of someone to call to try to see is the ones that are a little bit closer attached to like expensive athletic clubs. And I'm like, I literally just need a place to swim laps a couple times a week. Um, because I have, Peloton, I have a bike, I have a trainer. Like if yeah. I want to run, we just finished building out a whole home garage gym. Like I don't <laughs> need it for anything else. So I did get the number of one coach. Cause I had asked in there, does anyone know, like, if you get in with a master's team, can you just pay oh, through yeah. that and not have oh, yeah. to have a membership? Because one of them was like a master's team practicing at an athletic club. So I will probably try to call the, call that coach and see what I can 
find out because um, yeah. I'm not because that not paying. would be a great way to make yeah. friends too. yeah yes it would be an ideal yeah. way to make friends yeah. yeah totally and then once you start making friends it's the who has kids yes exactly kids. yeah that's that's what I was gonna ask you guys is do you find that it feels like more natural or more organic when you're like with your kids and you meet other moms and you make friends or when you're doing something that is like natural for you and one of your hobbies and you make friends and then realize people are moms. Probably this, probably doing what we do already. Like, I don't know, but that's, that's like an interesting question. Cause I feel like Amy and I've talked about this before of like making mom friends of like going to the park and meeting yeah. somebody. And then it's like, do you ask for their number? Right. You, like yeah. it's like going on mom dates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's more yeah. like being like, like picking someone up at the bar, but now the bar is yeah. the bar. <laughs> the playground. Like at least with the date, you both planned it and it was intentional, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, are they interested? Are they looking for friends? Are <laughs> yeah. they, am I the type of friend they want? <laughs> yeah. We have our neighborhood, like I, we just moved here a couple of years ago and our neighborhood has um, like a really cool central park that's all surrounded by homes. So it's not, I mean, it's a public yeah. park, but it's not, you you know, it's pretty much just local people. And so somebody posted on the board there one day, like park day, come meet your, you know, local parents with kids. And so we've got this kind of cool group and everybody's very like, they just live in the area. All the kids are within a couple of years of each other. And so it's been a lot of fun because then you start maybe connecting with one or two people on the side um, and then, or just meeting people at the park, the, the mom date thing, I met a woman at the park and she was like, oh, I do triathlons too. Cause I had a logo on that she was like noticed and we were chatting and we ran into each other a few more times. And then we went on our mom date. We went on a walk early in the morning, but then I was gone for two weeks. Her kid was going back to school and then we all had COVID and I like text her again and I like haven't heard back. I need to like dissect this whole thing. Okay. So you met her a few times at the park. When did you exchange numbers? Uh, I don't know. I think after the first couple of times, like we ran into each other a couple of times before we, I think exchanged numbers. And this was at that same local park. It was at the local park, but it wasn't like the mom group meeting. Right. So did she not yeah. come to the mom day or like, no? Did she she didn't. Also? Okay. I've run into her there other times. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I think my answer to your like she's not responding thing would go back to something that Amy and I briefly touched on a few weeks ago at one point when Amy was like, Jen, what is your like, you know, things for keeping in touch with people and all that? And I, one thing I said was never assume that because someone doesn't respond or doesn't get back to you that you should stop reaching out because yeah, we're just true. all busy. I'm I pretty know. sure I touched on that and I would apply that same advice here. I'm thinking that we're going into the holidays. So I might be like, can I get your address so I can mail you a Christmas card? Kind of be like, we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 Send that other text might prompt her to be like, oh, I'm so sorry to respond before. Yeah. 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 I know like one of my, you know, at my old house, I've talked about the friend that I made who has a kid Margot's age and we would run into each other out there and exchanged phone numbers. And I even I'm trying to think back on like how that happened or why that happened, because I'm like 
a little bit hung up on the like exchanging of the numbers. I'm very anxious about that. And I will be totally honest, like this topic is literally like the most talked about topic in my therapy for the last like, year Wow, <laughs> is yeah. like anxiety at parks and like moms. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. and Amy, and like you and I have talked about it, like park stuff before too. And like, exactly. How do you interact like, with we've definitely talked about on the yeah. podcast. So I think like that part is, you know, stressful to me, but I did have that where we exchanged numbers. And then like, you can just tell when someone, it's nice when you get that feeling from someone that they like also like really want to be friends with you and I could just like get that feeling of like the way that they made sure to talk to me when we'd see each other and the way that like you know we would we sort of got a regular thing where we would text like oh I'm going out and honestly we didn't end up meeting up that many times but like it was um definitely like reciprocated and we were both sending it out and like I would feel bad when I couldn't make it but understanding like hey like you know we sort of get it and yeah now, being in the new neighborhood, we've met a bunch of people because they walk by when we're outside. I find that that is one of the biggest things is just, like, trying to be outside yeah, as much as you can and, like, be friendly to people and people come by. And we've met other people with kids. And, like, I have one person's number because she did, you know, a Halloween thing and closed down the streets and her number was on the card that she gave out. And so I saved it. And so I'm like, well, if I want to get in touch with someone in the neighborhood, like I might text her and like, you know, she might know more people if I wanted to like, I don't know, like one idea I've had is should I invite everyone over and be like, hey, we're having like hot cocoa in the yard or something, oh, you know, I just about, to, like, like something like that, too, like just hey people come come have like a happy hour or meet and greet kind of thing at the house yeah. like i've been thinking about that for the holidays like should we should we do that like i know is that a thing anybody come? <laughs> yeah one of my neighbors actually who had moved in after us at my old house she did what she called toast parties and so it was a brunch in the morning and she made toast you know like i mean just had a toaster and a loaf of to- bread like it's pretty simple you know and like <gasps> coffee and juice and then the kids could come and play and make you just made toast and like chatted. That's and awesome. she would invite a handful of like she had other friends in the neighborhood who would come over. And so it was really nice that she included us like her daughter was a good deal older than Ollie and Margo and um, like didn't let them play in her room and stuff. Well, <laughs> Wasn't really interested in that. That's so to the age difference with kids. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. so much more significant right now than it will be you know when they get older because I keep thinking about that like the couple neighbors we've met this like older lady across the street she's like have you met so-and-so two doors down from you yet they have a baby too but it's like they have a baby yeah I mean I think their baby's like maybe approaching one which is like such a gap right now for Maddox as a two-year-old but really in like a handful of years won't be a gap at all not at all and so that's always like an interesting thing too yeah. Are you stressed at all, Jen, with like knowing that you're only temporarily in yes. this house? Yeah. I think about that too, because we have oh. good parks in this neighborhood too. I about that. Yeah. yeah. So since we're in like HOA track home territory right now, there's two parks within walking distance to us that are kind of like Allie was saying, like surrounded by the house. And so they're just very much in the neighborhood and we've gone to them. And, like, I kind of started chatting with people. Definitely haven't, like, exchanged numbers yet or anything. But there's clearly kids Max's age around. And then I'm always like, 
what if we become really close with someone and then when we get up to our new spot, it's like so inconvenient and we like die out because we never make it work or like whatever. That's so true. Like the, the distance between people too. And like one of the things like think about is how far away people live. And I've seen this thing pop up on, on like social media before where it's like making friends as a mom. There's three parts. You've got moms that you have things in common with moms whose kids are the same age as yours and like, you know, whatever you all get along. And then moms that are within your vicinity. And it's like, rarely do all three come together. So like, there's a girl that's on my swim team who had a baby two weeks after Hannah was born, but she lives like 30, 40 minutes away. And then the other factor is, you know, people's work schedules lining up or like, I'm not working. So the best time for me is during the week when most people are working. And so Like there's all these different elements. And when you start losing one of those, it becomes hard, you know? And so so true. Yeah. But I think so long as you're like making the effort and continue making the effort, but even doing that, you know, it it just, it's challenging to like, yeah, especially if there's no middle meeting place. That's exactly though. All of those reasons though, are why I'm trying to not let it stop me from making the friends right now, you know, because I know with continued effort, like it could happen. And also, if some friendships die out, it's also not the end of the world, right? Yeah. Like sometimes I love the saying how we have like people in our life for like a reason, a season or a lifetime or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. So it's also like if we make friends in this neighborhood and they're for a season and we make new friends in the new neighborhood, like that's also OK, right? Yeah, yeah. that's that's a really good point. Some really good advice that someone gave me was. Basically, because I, I, I'm always stressed about, oh, like, who should I invest in? And, you know, is that person like a good enough connection? And does that one make sense? And so then I sort of don't do anything. And then it's beside the point. Um, like paralyzing. Yeah. yeah. And I so know. then instead, my friend said, well, you should try, like, put out feelers for all of it. Like, try to be friends with all the people. Because yeah, only a true. handful of them are actually going to, like, have the time. That's a good I shouldn't point. say want to. But yes, that's yeah. a factor. But, you know, like... And that's one of the things that is hard with making friends is, you know, there's the people who already have friends and so they don't need new friends. And like, (laughs) how do you find that right middle ground? Like in Ollie's school, right? There are, you know, you know, some of the parents have kids who are older. So for one, it's like, oh, if we were to invite over their family, is it weird that they have, you know, older kids and like only one of the kids aligns in age? Yeah. Uh, But then also... Like, they probably, in my head, I'm like, they probably already have, like, so many friends at the school. They don't need more. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think yeah. I think this goes a little bit back to my question that I asked at the top of us talking about this with, like, do you make them more, like, for who you connect with or, you know, based on meeting them out with your kids? And I think for me, some of this just solidifies that it should be more just, like, who feels natural for you because I think like the kids will figure it out at the end of the day. And also they're definitely not stressing about all of these factors that we are. Right. And, um, with thinking about like the older kids, like when we went to Maddox's, uh, daycare Halloween party, you know, um, the other week hit, he was there with his, you know, the four or five kids that he's there with every day. But the main person he interacted with was the, I don't remember if she's like nine or 10, whatever your old sister of the girl who's five days younger than him. And they played together almost the entire time because he 
does we've noticed gravitate towards older kids a little bit. Mm, like he follows them around and gets attached, especially to females, which we think is because of all his time with his nanny. Like, he's oh, like, oh, like that makes sense. Older, yeah. cute, sweet girl, safe space <laughs> type thing, you know? Yeah. But also she was like his mom was telling me in the kitchen, like, I think she's really gravitating towards him because he's like the same age as my daughter, but he's a lot more vocal. So she's like, whoa, this kid's so fun. Like, like, you know, he's talking, he's interacting, he's like wanting to do all these things. And so like, you know, they figure it out kind of. And then you might have an older kid who's totally uninterested in your kid, but you and the parents will probably still have a blast chatting and hanging out and be glad you did it anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. Like the, the kids figure it out. Or not. But yeah, it's tough when you've got huge age gaps, like you're saying, like the parents have a great time hanging out together. But if you're, you know, the only kids are your little kids and they're like much, much older kid, you know, you almost feel bad wanting to like invite everybody over and be like, oh, we don't have anything for your 15 year old to do here. Sorry, (laughs) we've got some puzzles. (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the other like kind of mom friend things that we could talk about is, you know, kind of how the transition between friendships can happen based on where you are with your, um, like your, you and your family and your kids. I feel like there's friends that we have, like Amy and I became friends before I had kids. And then once I had kids, we became a lot closer and like Jen kind of same thing. Like we stayed in touch, but once you had a kid, we kind of stayed like got back in touch. Um, but also the people I found myself reaching out to when Beth was born had recently just gone through having a new baby. And then the people that I found myself reaching out to there, people already knew that after Hannah was born were the people that had two kids. Like, even if the age, you know, even if it was a few years removed, but I'm sitting here going, how do you do this with two kids? Like, you know, and like hearing their stories and things they struggled with to make, you know, even if I don't see them a lot, but you know, that becomes more of a factor. Totally. Yeah. I think one thing that I like about making mom friends and the possibility is it really does feel like a norm that, you know, like you're talking about, Allie, that it's okay to reach out and ask people stuff and that people are pretty like welcoming and want to be helpful. And so I feel like I've, I've noticed that or like that makes me less afraid where it's like, oh, if we're both at the park, like it's normal to talk to each other. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And obviously, if you're both like doing a triathlon thing, it's normal to talk to each other, too. But like, I don't know. I just yeah, I like that there's sort of a feeling of like, oh, this is a time when you make new friends. Yeah. Um, And so that's why when I first had kids and had babies, I was like, oh, like I've got a baby now. I need to make all these mom friends. And I was like, wait, where are all the mom friends? Because, you know, in that time, you're not even going to the park yet, right? Yeah, that's a good point. They can't even crawl. Um, And one issue I had, like you were saying, Allie, with like timing and availability, it was difficult because I would go to the park and see other moms maybe on, you know, a weekday if it was like a time when I, because I was working part-time, right? So some of the weekdays I had off. But then I felt like, I don't know, a disconnect where I was like, oh, but I'm still working and I don't have as much time. And I, I would meet a lot of people who were like stay at home moms. And that did feel like a hard relationship to make last or something. Not that I ever yeah, like it, it is almost tough, like meeting people that are other stay at home moms or is nice because then you realize, you know, hey, everybody's pretty much free to go to the zoo whenever they want. 
Um, yeah. I met a couple of the moms when we went to gymnastics a couple of weeks ago and you start chat chatting and they're like, oh, do you stay home? Because if you're with your kid at gymnastics class at 11 a.m. on a Thursday, you're yeah. obviously not at work. And so, <laughs> you know, that kind of conversation came up. And then but it's like, how often are we going back? Right. <laughs> I already said we're skipping <laughs> this. We skipped this week because <laughs> just needed a break from sicknesses. So it's like, I'm only going to see these people like one or two more times. So, you know, I don't know. I think one thing I've been trying to do is like put less pressure on myself of like thinking about, oh, it needs to like, I need to like make a long term friendship and it's, you know, okay, but it's really nice to be friendly with the people in gymnastics, even if you don't, you know, exchange numbers and have an extra play date. And of course, you know, they're at the same gym as us. Like we see them around. I'll often see the people from gymnastics in the at the like indoor playground beforehand, you know, but it is hard to decide when you want to like take the next step. Well, it's a really good point about like, it doesn't have to be long-term. And I think I go into meeting new people. Like, are you going to be one of my new best friends? Yeah. Right. And I think, I think what you said, like taking the pressure off of it is key because you, there's no way to know when you go into it, if you will be long-term friends or not. Right. But I think about the fact that one of my best friends, Kimmy, we met um, when we were four, and I don't remember if it would have been swim team or soccer first because we were basically flash forward to years and years later, and we did swimming together, we did soccer together, we did a season of basketball together. We ended up being at all the same schools. Now, her mom was our soccer coach for a few years. We did swim carpool together. Our families are literally family at this point. Like yeah. my parents. Where they moved to in wine country is because Kimmy's parents had a house in wine country in that same area. Like, who I went trick-or-treating with on Halloween is Kimmy's older sister and her kid. Like, we are literally all of their siblings, all of my siblings, all of our parents are all best friends. And I'm sure my parents had no idea when Kimmy and I first were on that first soccer team or whatever together at four that they'd be friends literally 30 years later, right? Yeah, my parents and Nick's parents have some friends that are like that 30-year span. And I think I said something to Amy about at one point, like meeting the moms at the park, like our kids are going to go to school together. It's like, are these going to be like the friends we have at our Christmas party when, you know, our kids are coming home from college? Right, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Another thing I wanted to bring up and ask is whether either of you are... um, on like a Facebook group for like local moms in your area. And if you've ever had like a connection there or what you think of that. Well, one thing that happened to me, you know, I talked about when I had Ali as a baby and I was like, where are the mom friends? I was on the Portland Nanny Network Facebook group to find different, you know, like, um, I mean, to find a nanny. And, but Ali was, I mean, like really young we were just trying to find a little bit of help and so we were open to lots of different ideas we didn't know what we were going to do yet and we were and I was like on the group a lot and saw someone else who was looking for like a nanny share who lived in our neighborhood and I messaged her and I was like hey would you want to meet up and get coffee because we both have like baby boys of the same age and it was actually really funny because we met up and I go to the coffee shop and I picked a morning where I like had 
Ollie, where, you know, or yeah, and she showed up without her baby, right? And she was like, yeah. "Oh, I thought we were meeting up without babies," and I was like, yeah. "I thought we were gonna have the babies." Yeah. And then she like calls her husband because she we were at a coffee shop that was like half a block from where she lived, and she calls him. She's like, "You know, bring bring the baby." So her <laughs> husband like comes over. I, I don't know. It was like very funny and a little bit awkward, and I definitely like I started building up like, "Oh, yay!" Like. You know, like, because I think the guy, like, went to Stanford or something. And so there were different connections that we had. And I was like, oh, yeah. like, this could be really cool. Because she was trying to figure out, like, freelance work. And so that's why she was, you know, sort of in between also. Um, but then, honestly, we went to California. Ollie got sick and was in the hospital. And then the pandemic started. And so it's like we did text a few times to sort of check in and, like, you know, like, maybe could have maintained the relationship. But just you know, it fizzled. fizzled. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting because I have seen people posting on the South Reno moms group. And I've seen people who straight up just are like, I'm new to the area. I have kids this age. Like I just want to make friends. And then I'll see people comment like, okay, I DM'd you. And I'm like, okay, are these people actually meeting up? Are they becoming friends? Like, is this what I should be doing? (laughs) Please post an update. (laughs) And I'm like, is it like creating a dating profile? Like, what do I share about myself? (laughs) I know. That's the thing is like, I think there is like blind dating. You don't know. I've heard it's called like peanut or something. Yeah. I've definitely heard ads for the peanut app. Yeah. Yeah, I actually downloaded the peanut app and I looked at it and I was like, I don't think these are my people because it felt very much like, social media type influencer people and I was like I don't think that it's really my vibe yeah so that's sort of and so that's what I'm thinking when you say like oh if I post this like okay like if you're the type of person who wants to post that then probably the person who's going to respond is like maybe like the type of person who you you know would fit with and so I'm like I don't but it it can go either way right No, I totally think about that. And then sometimes I overanalyze, though, because I'm like, oh, I've always made friends so organically in my life. Like, what kind of people need this avenue to make friends? Like, is that a red flag? But then I'm like, it probably isn't, you know, but I start going down this spiral and then I don't post anything. Okay. (laughs) I used a friend making app when I moved to Portland before having kids. I don't remember what it was called, but it literally was like Tinder for making friends. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was like Hey Vina. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Uh It was an app. And I actually met up with, I think, just two people. And one of them, we became sort of like work at a cafe buddies every once in a while. And she, they like were living van life. They had, you know, two big dogs, like really cool. Like we're into climbing and stuff. So we had like sports in common, but not the same sports. And we would just meet up at cafes and work periodically and then she moved to Salt Lake City so you know but that was cool and then the other person that I met um she she's also moved away since then but we met up once and then we did like a double date but her boyfriend was a cyclist so I would like see her at cyclocross races and so I was like oh that's cool you know like we didn't like connect well enough to like try to maintain a friendship but you know like it can definitely yeah yeah. And it does feel funny because it does feel like work, but you know what? Like it's worth it. You know, yeah, it really is totally. worth it. And yeah. And then like, you'll find, you'll find people. I know. I can't wait to hear actually about your like friend making journey. because <laughs> Like, yeah. I feel like you're, that's an area where you really excel. So oh, I'm going to have to, 
continue to talk about this and get updates. Um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jen, thanks for joining for this segment. And we are going to get back into our closing segment that Allie and I did our Go Mamas. So we'll talk to you. Talk to you later. And now for our closing segment, our Go Mamas of the Week. Go Mama. Go Mama. Go Mama. Go Mama. These can be any small triumph or thing that's making us happy. Allie, what's your positive this week? So I know I mentioned last time I was on that we were kind of having uh, a chaotic week with our shower being down, our dryer being down. <laughs> I think something else happened. Um, but you we maybe had a clog or you oh, were like God. dealing with a clog. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I was also dealing with a breast clog. So that was fun. But we've since resolved for the time being, the clogs have resolved. <laughs> but um we were trying to buy new parts to fix our dryer. And honestly, I was like irritated at first, like this dryer is 20 years old. Like, let's just buy a new one. And then my parents were like, no, you can pay 80 bucks for this one part. And I'm like, okay, so we get that in, takes a few days to get here. And then we have to fix the dryer. So I fixed this piece on the dryer. We put the, the dryer drum back on and still making this hellacious noise, just this squeaking no. noise. So we're like, what? And bear in mind, we do so much laundry between four of us. It's just nonstop laundry. And so um, we realized, all right, well, that wasn't the part that was broken, apparently. So now we have to order a new part. And so that part comes days later. We go to put it on. And it like, it just, something else didn't work. So I was like, we're not spending any more money fixing this dryer. So we're going to return the last part that we got because we're like screw Mm -hmm. this we're returning that piece and nick and i were finally like we're buying a new washer dryer and you've been to our house we don't have a laundry room it's a closet it's one of those cutout closets with like the fold open doors it's you cannot walk into it it's a washer dryer stuffed into a closet and i've always wanted an actual laundry room but we've just never had the space for it our old house they were in the garage so like my mm-hmm. dream of of a laundry room <laughs> for so long. And so we were like, all right, we are getting a stacked washer dryer. So we ended up getting brand new washer dryer. They're stacked. We pulled the old cabinetry out when my dad and Nick were off picking up the new stuff. I like frantically painted this little closet to like cover up all the old blemishes and like where the cabinet came off. And so now we have this little, we have a laundry room. (laughs) Like, I mean, it's, there's no, you can't stand in it, but, (laughs) but like we can put like laundry baskets in it and we have like one little shelf that has our soap and stuff. And like, so our whole little hallway where the closet is, is just so much more put together and I'm so excited about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, we have like a laundry room. (laughs) Anyways, Amy, what's your go mama this week? Well, my go mama is a little part from my trip home to Wisconsin, which is just that like seeing Margo with my dad was so special and wonderful. I don't even know how to talk about this part, but like. Yeah, I mean, you know, my dad's health is not so good, and so it's been really important to me to get back to Wisconsin more frequently, and, 
you know, last time the kids were there was like a year ago and we had both the kids. And so they're sort of playing together and doing their own thing. And I mean, it's hard, you know, to like engage with a little kid who you don't see that much because kids like they can warm up quickly. Like Margo was warming up quickly to different people, but they need like you got to like be on their level and like joke around with them, you know, that kind of thing. And I just was so happy to see like, you know, even with, you know, different limitations, like Margo and my dad were able to, you know, I don't know, just have some really positive special interactions. And, um, you know, she was sharing like candy with him, bringing stuff over to him. And honestly, like the gymnastics class, like, if nothing else, I'm just really happy that we did it because when we th- that was the thing that I would have Margot show off to everyone. So I was like, okay, let's show everyone our special stretches, like the oh, itsy bitsy spider yeah. and the rainbows and like all this funny stuff. And so just having that as like, okay, here's the thing that we can show. So we did gymnastics demonstration and <laughs> you know, there was just a lot of like fun little bits. But yeah, that's my go mama. Well, that's it for our show this week. Thanks for listening. We're excited to sharing our experiences of training through pregnancy, postpartum, and with young kids. New episodes come out every Friday. And if you have any topics you want us to cover or any questions, please find us on Instagram at Moms of Triathlon or email us at momsoftriathlon at gmail.com. Bye! Analyze it. <laughs> I just realized Zoe's in Beth's room, and I'm not sure how long she's been in there for. Uh, oh, no. I need to go rescue both of them. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's not good. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, well, we're going to – we'll wrap up in a second okay. anyway because I okay. have to go. Yeah, I'll wrap, rescue we'll wrap my child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll wrap up this thought. So. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.